Now, uh, if you look at the screen, it's either going to be the, the, the winter retreat highlight video or the wave, okay? That's going to start off first, but just a little highlight for you to see uh, what CBC Student Ministries have been doing uh, for the past year. And welcome to the Ignition edition of the Amazing Race. This episode, our contestants will be competing for the first place at the exotic Adventure Learning Center on the island of New Providence. Contestants are split into four teams. That is the Red Team. The Blue Team The Yellow Team And the Green Team Now, let's take a look at the event of day one Hi, my name is Carrie Cartwright Hi, I'm Justina My name is Luke Burrows My name is Shante Major And I'm the leader of the awesome Yellow Team and I'm the leader of the red team. My team is green team. I'm on the blue team, the awesomest team around. How I think we did last night? Well, my team did pretty good, actually. Last night, we worked team, we worked well together, teamwork, and we won the challenge. First leg of the amazing race. We fell behind with a little bit of confusion, but we we getting it together, we getting it together, so. Okay. Not too good. We lost. We came last. So we need some more team spirit or we're going to lose. Personally, if we don't get that, I think we're going to lose this week. Now, let's take a nice peek at the event of day two. Okay, I'm a Find out next time on the next amazing episode of the Amazing Race. Look where the music.
Look where the music. Look where the music.
can change it. The man on his own, abandoned the throne to approach across dangerous. Death couldn't shake him a deep rail. Three nails to pierce, but couldn't break him and make him appear. Taken away from his mere nature. Not while slumber is hovering over the block. I pray that my peers wake up. We were born out of a rhyme at the perfect time. And it's now to check for a pulse. If you ain't rock volume, high and prone to be biased when I beat the timeline behind him. The no highness is high as him. He reigns Lord, firearms are too short to aim for him. Call him extremist. He leaps to trainers with his brainstorming. That's quite enormous. To say the least, I got is a beast. His rap is the sound of a lion roaring. Since he's top by none, I'm on hip hop. Struck my screaming from the top of my lungs. I'm God. He demands it All pale in comparison He owns the scales that you can't set Off cause he can't slip Off So I said unanimous With no hiatus My heart is bearing this manuscript I barge bear him While the world swears by its barbarics We declare him Fist clenching the thin air for him Won't fold when it comes to making men aware of him Breathe He's exactly what we could never be Born up with entity sin and better than a better We turn around his feet But say this is that it's free Redeemed from the chunk of the destruction Serve no one but him Only spit to cover him But in the end these words serve him no justice yeah. Nothing exists without his uh. signature to allow it Lord of the ring His all creation we Around him. Yeah. The idea more than a legend and some So we both to the Lord through these answers <laughs>
I want my life to come down to two words. I promised God that so many times. But you see, I keep fighting it. I keep taking it back. I wrote this song in my prayer closet. I told God right here, right here. We have the... What you saw was the winter retreat, and so just putting you parents on notice and teenagers who would want to participate in our winter retreat next year, Lord willing, to sign up early. And if you need to, again, you know, raise funds for that, the winter retreat is usually uh, $60 for, for the weekend. And so uh, just awesome time with team challenges, uh, lessons from the Word of God as well, and just a great time of, of fellowship with the, the teenagers as well. And just a praise. I just want to a praise for the wave. Uh, the wave was two Saturdays ago. And, and as we all knew, uh, you know, just the, the weather forecast. And, and the Lord was just so gracious to us because it's been two years since we've been wanting to have the wave. And we actually even moved it in May. Normally we have it in September. Um, but sometimes September, uh, the, the, the weather can be rather unpredictable. And so we decided to move it in, in May and we still had rain. And I guess we have to change the name from the wave because maybe, you know, God's like, it's the wave. You know, we're trying to create some waves for you. So I don't know, but I'm supposed to laugh at that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't have cue cards. Um, but no, but just a praise. We had a great time there. It was it was cool, and and the, and the students had a had a blast. And so, uh, thanks to all of you who were praying for us to have a safe trip and and safe time there. And, and we did. Just before we get into our praise and worship time, uh, it gives me great honor to to welcome Chris, who's going to share just a little bit to give us an update on on what's been happening in his life. Um, oh wait. So Good morning, Calvary Bible Church. It's great to be back here again. I think the last time I shared what was going on, was that Christmas time? Trying to remember. It's been a while. But anyway, for the last few years since I've graduated Piedmont Baptist College with a degree in missionary aviation, the Lord led me up to Lynchburg, Virginia, where I've now lived for the past two years. And it's been so neat to see how he provided so many different ways, and he stretched my faith right up to the last minute in so many different ways to show me that this is where he wants me right now, this season in life. And so for the past almost year and a half now, August will make it two years, I've been flight instructing up at uh, Liberty University. And in fact, uh, most recently, one of my students has been one of our very own, P.J. Ferguson. He's one of my students. I made sure I snagged him when he came up in, in the fall. But I've been teaching PJ and, and many other young men just like him. And it's been a really great opportunity the Lord's given me up there to just pour into the lives of young men and women there and just really teach them some of the many things that the Lord has taught me. You know, the Lord has blessed me with a great program that I'm working in, a great uh, group of leaders that are over the program, that are there to encourage us, that are there to mentor us, that are there to be our bosses as well. And it's just been such a, a neat thing to work for them. And it's also been really encouraging to be a part of a great local church up there. Reminds me a lot of Calvary, the, the church that I'm a part of up there, Timberlake Baptist Church. And through that, the Lord's provided me many mentoring relationships as well with older godly men who are pouring into my life and are teaching me some of the things that the Lord has taught them throughout their many years of experience. But another really great thing 
that the Lord has brought into my life up in Lynchburg, Virginia, is a young lady who's with me today. She and her mother are here, and she'll be ministering with me in music during the offertory. But uh, Ashley Schnarr and her mother, Sherry Schnarr, are here. And the Lord has brought uh, them into my life several months ago, and the Lord has been really, really encouraging as, as we move closer and closer to getting to know each other. And we're praying for his guidance and direction in our lives. And I'd appreciate all of your prayer for guidance and direction in our lives as we continue to get to know each other. But that's just a little bit of what God's been doing in my life over the past couple of years. And I just want to say, I know most of you can remember me from when I was little. Most of you can remember me growing up. And, you know, Jesus said when he preached in Nazareth, when he was in the synagogue, he says, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. So for those of you who remember me as the little boy with the blue mohawk, Charlie Aubrey, where are you? This is for you. There you are. There you are. Yeah. For those of you who remember me as that little guy running around causing trouble, Try to put that out of your minds this morning as I bring the word. Because I believe the Lord has something for each one of us today through his word. So I just encourage you to try to put that little boy out of your mind. And don't let it distract you from the message that I will deliver later on from the word. Thank you very much. Like Chris said, you'll be hearing from him a little bit more later in the service. Now, to lead us in a... Time of praise and worship, hypostatic. Good morning. Who is enjoying the wonderful weather we're having this week? Amen, amen, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, as we all know, it's been really raining this past week, and it's raining now as we speak. Now, I want you to try something for me. I want you to picture, in material form if you can, that rain being God's grace. And then multiplying it by the largest number you can think of in your mind. And that's how much grace he applies on us every day, like throughout the entire course of our lives. And we're just here to sing about God's amazing grace towards us. So we're going to sing together, Grace Like Rain. Please stand.
The next song we're going to sing together is Be the Center. And when we sing the song, let's really think about how much grace he applies in us. And let's really try to make him the focus and center of our worship today and throughout our entire lives. So let's sing Be the Center together. Hypostatic. Let's give them another round of applause. If we could indeed embrace that truth and that reality for every believer, every child of God, uh, that Jesus would be um, the center in our lives, um, that He would be, you know, the reason, you know, why why we live, that. Our entire existence would be that to bring glory to the Father, to exalt Christ in our lives, so that 
as we are satisfied in Christ that God himself too can be glorified um, in our lives for him. And now it gives, it gives me, I know we're, you know, it was, it was a full service this morning and, and it's raining so you can't go anywhere anyway. So you're trapped and you didn't have to lock the doors. See that? So it gives me great privilege and honor to uh, invite Chris to share the word with us this morning. Uh, I was just, I kept, I was so nervous. I was like, I don't have any notes. And I'm like, oh no, Chris is speaking. So, uh, so thank you, Chris. And, and, uh, thank you for coming up. This morning as I preach, it's a little bit different venue than what I'm normally used to. About, uh, I don't know, six, seven months ago, back in October, I was given the opportunity to lead a group from our church there in Virginia to start a nursing home ministry to uh, an assistant living facility in the area. And it's been a very good opportunity. It's been really neat to be able to minister to people there and present the gospel there. But that's really the only formal preaching experience that I've really had up until this time. And usually about two-thirds of the way through it, I'd say at least a third of the audience looks about like this <laughs> when, when all is said and done. So I hope that won't be the case today. And I know Pastor Lee normally likes to preach with PowerPoint, but I've never actually tried that myself, so I figured since I haven't tried it yet, I better not try to deal with that this morning. So if you turn with me uh, to Ephesians chapter 4, we're focusing on Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 today. And Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, he says, Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. It's interesting, the book of Ephesians is divided through many different sections, but there are two main sections where Paul divides this book, and many of his epistles are divided the same way. The first half is doctrine, teaching, a solid foundation upon which to build the rest of the part of the epistle that he writes, which is the practical side of things. And Ephesians chapter 1 through 3 is the doctrinal foundation upon which he builds the rest of the book, the practical, the this is how you live section. And as I shared before while I was up there earlier, I'm a flight instructor up at Liberty University. And as a pilot, there's a very important document that we have, that we use as pilots. It's called the Pilot Operation Handbook, or the POH. And the Pilot Operating Handbook tells us many things about how to fly the airplane and how it works. The first section is the general section, the bare minimum about what you need to know about the plane. Second section is all about the limitations, airspeed limitations, flap limitations, when you can do this, when you can't do this. If you do this, you'll break the plane, so on and so forth. Third section is all about emergencies, what to do in all these different emergency procedures. Fourth section is normal operations, how to take off, how to land, how to start the plane, how to do an engine run-up to test it, how to land the plane, how to cruise, how to all these different things, normal operations. Section five is all about performance. Section six is all about weight and balance. Section seven is all about the operation of the different systems, the fuel system, the engine, the avionics system, the landing gear system, the brake system, you get the idea. So we have all these different sections. 
some of which can be very technical. We look into the fuel system. How does that work? Well, you have two tanks, one in each wing. The fuel is gravity-fed from the tanks down to the fuel selector valve, where we have a fuel shutoff valve to stop the fuel from the fuel tanks to the rest of the system in the event of an emergency. At past the fuel shutoff valve, we have the fuel strainer, which strains the fuel and goes on through the engine-driven fuel pump, which drags it around through another system, which then takes it to the electrically-driven fuel pump, which we only use, again, in case of emergencies, or starting the engine. Then past the engine-driven fuel pump and the electrical-driven fuel pump, the fuel then goes to the fuel control unit, where it meters, it detects the amount of air that's going through the induction system into the engine and meters the appropriate amount of fuel. Now, along with that, we also have the mixture control, where the pilot can manually adjust the air-fuel mixture ratio. And then the fuel goes from then from the fuel control unit to the fuel distributor, directly to the injection port of each cylinders, and then into the engine for operation. Now, I know most of you, except hopefully Ryan Pierce back there, should understand something about